Coming up next on Chapters, we'll have a conversation with three Franklin High School seniors who are members of the Girl Up Club. Girl Up is an organization which has partnered with the United Nations to fund programs that give girls an equal chance for education, health, social, and economic opportunities. Importantly, Girl Up empowers young women to stand up for equal rights for all. So stay tuned for a conversation with members of Franklin High School's Girl Up Club, coming up next on Chapters. My name's Jim Derrick, and welcome to another edition of Chapters. In studio today, I have three Franklin High School students who are all members of the Girl Up Club here in Franklin. We're going to talk a lot more about that club coming up very shortly. So let me introduce the president and founder of the Franklin chapter, Samiha Rao. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. The vice president of the Girl Up Club, Ellie Chenard. Do I have that right? Yes. Excellent. And Caitlin Broyles. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. It's great to see you guys. Um, I am thrilled to have you on the program, and I was telling you in the lobby that I am really fascinated by the story of Girl Up, and, and in particular, your perspective as high school students, as, as um, seniors, incoming mm -hmm. seniors. Why don't I turn to you first, Samiha? Can you tell me about Girl Up and what the mission of the club is? Yeah, sure. So um, Girl Up is a nonprofit it's based in D.C., and it basically advocates and fundraises for um, U.N. programs, um, and it funds them, uh, and it helps advocate for women's and girls' rights around the world. Excellent. Excellent. For lack of a better word for me, and I'm 58 years old <laughs> to your 18, this sounds to me like a continuation of feminist movement. Would yeah, that be correct? That is correct. Is that how you identify? Yeah. Yeah. And, and why is it important to you? in this day and age to continue this movement? I think that it's important to continue this movement. Just, I feel like it creates a community among young girls everywhere. I think that in our school, especially it's created a community between a lot of young girls. And I think it brings a great sense of confidence and pride coming from a privileged community to be able to help reach out to girls around the world who aren't as privileged as we are. And right. It creates a community. Right. And and you, you feel the same way, Caitlin? Yes, I yeah. do. I think also that it raises this awareness that people were not sure of before. People didn't really know what feminism was, and they had this stereotype of it, and it kind of brings light to the issue. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about feminism and your understanding of how feminism has evolved over time. Right. Um, I'll ask any one of you to jump in, but I, I was telling you earlier, I was a sociology major eons ago, um, but it really wasn't that long ago when you think about mm -hmm. American history. So uh, it really wasn't that long ago. In the 80s, um, I took a lot of women's studies courses, and um, there was a real militant edge to it. It was a real sense of um, us against them, if you will. Um, and that was my perspective back then. How is it for you guys these days? I think we're definitely, um, the feminist movement right now is definitely trying to be as inclusive as possible. Um, it's not feminism by definition is the political social and economic equality of the sexes interesting so it's not just about it's not about women feeling trying to feel superior or it's not about them taking taking over <laughs> um, so of course a girl up um, especially tries to involve men try to tries to involve men you have um, two male male uh, members two, two boys yes. yeah yeah good for them yeah great guys right record number yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. That's the biggest part of it is yeah. that we get to be able to expand what we want to change to all different types of people. Because without without men, if only half of the world is trying to fight for something, it'll never it'll never change. So, so true. How about for you? 
Well, I was about to say, we talked about this earlier. We um, were saying how great it is to have two guys in the club because I feel like while girls are learning a lot about feminism, like our moms talk to us about it, being proud of ourselves and doing what we can to, you know, make ourselves be heard, seen. I think that maybe not all the boys our age are getting the same lesson like feminism isn't girls trying to take over it's just equality and I think that if there was a more general understanding among boys and girls and like among among all ages I feel like it would be a lot easier to get our message across because now when we're trying to promote girl love guys are like "Eh, it's a girl club right 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 (laughs) Caitlin what's your experience been uh, growing up I mean as we were saying before we went on air um, you've had 18 years on this planet. You've you have the uh, um, you've you've studied probably this movement through through school. You've you've heard from parents or people older than you what's gone on in the world and your own observations. I'm just curious, what does feminism mean to you? So I actually was never really into politics growing up. It was something that wasn't really discussed in my house. It was never this big issue. And when Smeha told me about the club Girl Up, it really sparked my interest seeing that I could make a difference for my rights and also other girls' rights. And it really brought light to it that I hadn't seen before because it had never really been talked about. And so to me, feminism is equality and it's getting rights for girls who can't advocate for their own rights themselves and it's making sure that all girls feel comfortable and loved and welcomed and feel like they can really be themselves right and i i love i love the way you said that we can't discount the fact that it's just there's a difference in power perceived power between men and women that exists today it has always existed and it exists today Mm -hmm. And, and we can't sweep that under the rug um and no more was that more evident to me than at the beginning of this presidential campaign right. mm-hmm. with with the awful behavior yeah. of our now commander-in-chief mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed for for a generation of people but the fact of the matter is that kind of stuff still goes on in locker rooms on golf courses uh, in boardrooms and we mm-hmm. can't ignore it you know no. we can't ignore no, it no, no, right. um, and and for me I don't have daughters but but by extension you know I look at your faces and I look at others and I think how barbaric, but how much work we still have to do. And the Me Too movement is an important movement. Would you agree? I agree. Mm -hmm. Ellie? Especially, I I think the Me Too movement right now is so important, especially what you were just saying with our new Mm commander-in-chief making having such a past and a history with not the most kind language towards women. Mm -hmm. But I think while the Me Too movement comes into with a more negative background, sexual assault's a huge problem, but I think that it has created kind of like this Kickstarter for women to like really stand up because you look around now and you can't read a magazine or see a news article without bringing up women empowerment. And I think that's really amazing. Ellie, that's such a I love the way you put that a Kickstarter. Thank you. And that's what this stuff does. Um, do you guys feel obviously you feel empowered to make change? Uh, and part of what I love about having high school students in uh, that are active like this is is you are our future quite literally and i often think that young people and elderly are marginalized often right. uh, mm-hmm. you know not by me but but in yeah. general in society well they're too young they're just kids they don't get a lot of a voice and the elderly kind of get warehoused yeah. and in the middle we've got guys like me um <laughs> and, and or women like me so when i say you're the future i don't mean any sort of like um patronizing right. sort of right. language right. I mean, literally, we need to listen to your voices because this is where the page gets turned. So 
Samiha, I'm going to ask you, where do you think where, where do you think we're headed relative to women's rights? Well, um, I think we, even in the in the past 30 years or so, we have grown so, so much. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more women in politics this year, next year, in the new uh, presidential election in 2020. Um, more women in Congress. I think more women in STEM. There's so many women who are pursuing science degrees. Um, I hope, I really sincerely hope that the gender pay gap closes to zero thank you yeah right is there anything more disconcerting to you than that i honestly my mom my mom works um she has a job my dad has a job all of my aunts um have jobs and they they all face the same problem and it's it's so concerning to me because they do the same work they they are just as qualified they're just as smart they're just as ready to get the work done and I'm sure I can do the same thing about your moms and and everybody that you know and it's sad that just because of her gender she doesn't get as much money you know? I think it's beyond sad yeah it, it's kind of startling to yeah. me yeah you know and in this day and age yeah my wife yeah. is a computer she's an engineer mm -hmm. she has um, an excellent job she's been a con in the consulting industry for a long long time and um you know, she's had to fight her right. way up. I mean, she started in the late 80s um, right. at Raytheon. And uh, so she's been involved in STEM for many, many years. Yep. And so I understand what you're saying. What about you, Ellie? What has your experience been relative to your, maybe your parents or other people, relatives that you've um, observed in the workforce? Um, I personally admire my family very much. Um, my dad's a very hard worker. Um, my mom is one of the smartest women I've ever met. Um, she's a teacher. She teaches sixth grade kids. Fantastic. So I've never really seen Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Problems there. But um, she, she works hard for her education. And I think that what we're talking about with like Girl Up and in the United States, um, education is pretty um, general amongst all kids. But I feel like around the world, not all women get education. And my mom was a very worried about like making sure that like my sister and I got the best education we possibly could and like pushing us to do our best so I, I look up to her a lot yeah it really helps right having a parent right. or a role model to push you along Caitlin what's your experience been well my dad works in payroll and sales mm -hmm. and like kind of similar to Ellie's dad I think he's a very hard worker and he works extremely hard and for what he does and my mom works at a bank and she doesn't well, she does work full-time now, but she also works so hard, and it's inspiring to me to see that the, my dad isn't the only one who's working for the family. My mom is also working incredibly hard, and not only at work, she's also helping my brothers and I. I have younger twin brothers, and she helps us with everything that we could possibly think of, and she's so dedicated, and she just, she's very inspiring to me. They must be very proud of you guys, I gotta tell you that. <laughs> um, I wanna take a minute, remind everybody, we are speaking of members of the Girl Up Club here at Franklin High School in Franklin, Massachusetts. My name's Jim Derrick, this is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at www.chaptersradio.com. So I want to ask each of you, uh, as I mentioned before, it's important to have role models. It's important to have um, good modeling behavior from parents, I think. Right. And when you don't have it, sometimes you have to look outside. Who is a role model for each of you currently well, relative to this movement? Oh, okay. I'll start. Um, personally, my role model is Michelle Obama. It's very, I look up to her. I think she's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's a very strong woman. I think she really embodies like women empowerment. I love I have so many role models, but I think she's just the one that popped into my head. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? Um, well, recently I've I've 
come to the idea that I think all women have their own strong strength stories and they have their own um, their own kind of uh, empowerment that they can create within themselves so I would say just like women in general I can't even think of of one woman I Michelle Obama is a great <laughs> great answer um, but I have so many like Malala Yousafzai um, there's there's a girl that I met um, this summer in DC when I went to a girl up conference with Caitlin uh, she is I think 16 years old she's younger than us and she is an author she it's about um being a black girl in america uh she she was so inspire, inspiring because she's younger than us and she's already doing crazy things like writing books yeah amazing yeah it's great great yeah. great very very interesting how about you caitlin well i as samiha mentioned i went to a summit in dc for girl up and there were a ton of inspiring speakers but monique coleman stuck out to me she's an actress sure and she works with Girl Up, and it was really cool to see that she is an actress and she's made this name for herself, but mm -hmm. she's also working to help girls all over the world. Mm -hmm. She's not just an actress. She's a normal person, yes. too. Yeah. And she works so hard, and she's so dedicated to this cause, mm -hmm. and that was, that was really cool for me to see because it kind of took down this wall in front of her, and it showed that she's just a person, mm -hmm. but she's a person that wants to help and wants to make change mm -hmm. for everyone. Mm -hmm. I, I want to take a second and bring it in close to home here in your own personal experiences. Um, what do you think the major issues are walking around here in Franklin relative to the inequality between men and women, if it exists and if you'd experienced that? What would you, where do you think the learning, learning uh, uh, opportunities are for us as a society right here in Franklin? Um, well, I think that I've said it before. Uh, I think Franklin is, we're very privileged to live here. We, um, we go to good schools, we have good families, good environment for, um, for raising children. But I think in terms of what we, what we need to work on is definitely educating everybody, not just girls on, um, on rights, reproductive rights for women on, on, um, uh, over sexualization of women. I think those are just, they're, they're things that you don't see in the limelight in Franklin, but uh, it, there's a lot of uh, gender-based uh, preconceived notions that a lot of um, a lot of boys, especially in high school, seem to have. Um, you see it on like social media. You see it on um, just when they're talking to girls. Just, no, just things so, like know, that. Yeah. Thank you for that. And what about you, Ellie? I completely agree with Samiha. I think that it's really important that, especially now that we're young adults, we're going off to college next year. There are so many people at our school and in our community that I feel like don't understand gender equality, like rights for women and rights for just everyone in general. And we're about to go be living on our own. We're adults. And I feel like that's something that's so important that people need to understand that it's just not taught and like brought up enough and yeah. I think that if people understood what women were going through what people are going through and they're more aware of people's um, lives mm -hmm. and their stories I think there'd be a better understanding of each other Caitlin and I think that it's really important to have the two guys that are in our club because even just having those two I think it takes followers to make a leader so in order to get this movement really going you need these two guys to kind of break down that stereotype and get more guys knowing that feminism is not just girls taking over it's maintaining equality and i think that it's 
important to kind of spread that among the school and the community. Absolutely. And I, I would make this argument, um, and I've just, the only difference between me and you is I've been on the planet a little longer. <laughs> but I, it's my opinion that the language that we use is critically important. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, when when you have a club like Girl Up and you have this um, uh, structure from which to launch um, campaigns or educational material or whatever, it is very important. It does have an impact because mm-hmm. it sensitizes people to change their language. I'll use my, my own sons as an example. They were brought up in a house where they saw a dad taking on a variety of roles. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it was very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to their language and hearing as oftentimes, you know, young high schoolers will come home and they use a language they hear around the locker room that was really demeaning to, to women. Right. And I would have to sit down with them and say, you know, I want you to picture your mother on the receiving end of that. I want you to picture your cousin on the receiving end of that. How does that feel to you to try to make some empathy? I think it's very important from a standpoint of language. I think we got to keep these issues front and center. And the more we do, the more people become sensitive to it. And yes, you're right. It's happening right here. And it's just a cultural thing. Social media, the amount of pornography that's available with the flick of a switch these days, which is a violent misrepresentation of what it is to be sexual as a human being. Um, All of these, this imaging and this messaging are commercials. Turn on the NFL and and watch a Bud Light commercial. You know, there's so many, Mm -hmm. so much bad messaging there for young women and for Mm -hmm. young men. Um, so I, I think it's critically, critically important. And the work that you're doing is very, very important. You've got 20, uh, 25 to 30 members on, a, on a, at your meetings, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is really something. There's a lot of things to distract you guys, right? As high schoolers, <laughs> you've got college coming up, yeah. you've got yeah. jobs, you've got socialized sports, all kinds of things, mm-hmm. but people come to your meetings. What goes on in a typical meeting? So basically, I, I'm the president, so I will create an agenda for every meeting that we have, and it starts off with taking attendance, and then we kind of catch each other. I catch everybody up on some current news. We watch um, a few videos. We read a few articles. Um, we have group discussions a lot, um, and it won't. It, sometimes it's not just about uh, women's rights current events. It would be about uh, March for Our Lives or Black Lives Matter, um, just different things like that, and then we kind of segue into our event planning um we hold different events throughout the year whether there'll be fun fundraisers or advocacy events mm-hmm. where we write letters to congress or we hold meetings with mm-hmm. um our representatives so i'll just ask the club what they want to do and then we get started on it and you get so, moving in and yeah. working together there's nothing like working together on one cause right. yeah. to create familiarity and bonds and to really synchronize your message right mm-hmm. yep. so you, and you mentioned that the club is involved with uh world women's rights yes. and and sometimes we take for granted here in the united states yep. as much inequality as we have here mm-hmm. it pales in comparison to what's going on internationally what have you seen caitlin internationally that's really caught your attention well i think that we're our club and the clubs all over the world are making so much progress for girls. Um, our school, our club, um, we did a fundraiser for girls to get bikes in Malawi and it was so special because the bikes allowed these girls to get to school without all the troubles that their families imagine them going through. It's safer and easier and I think that we're making a lot of progress. I think that globally there's still a lot of things we have to accomplish for feminism and other rights for people around the world. But I think that we're, the three of us being in this club is a good starting point and we're trying to make a difference and we're advocating for change. Mm. And I keep hearing you referring back to other 
rights. And you started out doing that. And I love the fact that you're connecting these issues. You're not just limiting it to feminism, but you're thinking about racial inequality. Right. I'm sure you're, th you're thinking about sexual orientation. I don't even know if that's the right word. Nope, inequality and all of the types of inequality and injustice there are. I want to take a minute and remind everybody we're speaking with members of the Girl Up Club here at Franklin High School. My name is Jim Derrick. The name of this program is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast, www.chaptersradio.com. I just want to make an observation and see have you guys reflect on it. Your generation is much more inclusive than generations before you by a long, long shot. Yeah. Have you found that to be the case? Yes. yes. Tell, tell me about your experience, Ellie. Um, I think that our generation, Generation Z, does a Thank very you. good... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, Samiha and I actually were on a panel the um, a few months ago at a um, nonprofit business conference. Yeah. For classy and we were the generation z panel and we did talk a lot about how our generation basically has just made leaps and bounds and just being accepting of all these people around us you see like the march for our lives um you see the what you're saying like gender inclusive everyone's being very much accepting of everyone around you and i think that it's really I think it makes us seem a little bit more mature. I Absolutely. don't mean to make. make well, I know. I, I have to agree with that. What yeah. What's your observation, Samia? Well, one of the things that Girl Up primarily focuses on um, is intersectionality, mm. um, intersectionality feminism, and that basically entails not just um, women's rights for for white women, but also women of color, women of um, different sexualities, women uh, of different uh, economic boundaries. Um, so I think that in our own clubs we are doing that and and just seeing that spread across our country across our world is so nice because the whole the reason why there is so much conflict is because we people can't seem to get over um differences and the fact that our generation is becoming more inclusive means that hopefully in the future it won't be as bad i love i love that caitlin has that been your experience yes i completely agree with what smiha and ellie said and i think that as well, if our club just focused on feminism and that was the only issue we ever talked about, yes, there could be change in that realm, but we also, it would be kind of a rigid topic because there, so many of the themes from Girl Up and feminism uh, over lie with other topics and issues. And I think it's important to address all of them and progress with all the issues because just progressing with feminism is not, in my opinion, not enough as progressing with all these other issues. Mm -hmm. We need change in all these other problems and themes that we see. Does this uh, intersectional, is that what you call it? Intersectionality, yep. Intersectionality mm -hmm. of feminism. Does this come from Girl Up? Is this a national? No, it's, it was actually coined in the 1990s. Really? Um, yeah. That term. Um, but if you, if you look at like even American history, mm -hmm. Uh, women got the right to vote in 1920. Right. Uh, African American people got the r right to vote in 1965. Was it 1964? 1965. Mm -hmm. So that was when um, African American women were allowed to vote. Mm -hmm. So there was that whole 45 year period wow. where African American women were just completely marginalized from white women. So that kind that idea of intersectionality has has been developing since that time period. And in the 1990s, um, that's when the term was coined, and it's been a movement ever since. What a powerful example. Um, and, you know, I think that what happens oftentimes, what separates us is fear. 
Mm-hmm. I think there's two, this is just my editorial comment that I think there's two positions we framework that we come from. We come from a position of love or fear. Right. It's not love and hate. Yeah. So I, I get when I get fearful of something, then I want to polarize. I want to go to the other side of the room. Yep. I want to say they're not with me. I don't understand them. And I think that's what's behind a lot of racism, right. a lot of sexism, and frankly, a, around a lot of homophobia is just fear. Mm-hmm. So what is the anecdote to fear? It's conversation. It's getting to know somebody. Tell me so-and-so what's it like to be black in america today what's your experience like let's have a conversation what it's like what's it like to be gay what's it like to be a woman um whatever group that you are identify with is breaking down those walls and that's what i hear you doing Uh, you know i used to hear so often at high school graduations and you still do uh college graduations guys you have to go out and change the world and i used to think to myself that's cliche a and b i can't change the world it's not very empowering until you find out like you guys are doing today (laughs) And, and you guys have done with this movement. The change in the world is, it's a butterfly effect, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You only have to influence one person. And in the process, you're influenced. Mm-hmm. We're all influencing each other. So all you have to do is get into a community like this, get passionate about something, yeah. and start taking on yeah, an issue exactly. or two or three. And next thing you know, you're creating real change, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me ask you some questions about you. We have a few minutes left, and I, I know you're off to appointments. You guys have been very gracious with your time, and I appreciate it. Um, I want to ask you each about um, where you think, what you think, thinking about the future. Um, I know you guys are sick of hearing the following <laughs> questions. So, what college are you going to, girls? Where are you looking? Mm-hmm. When will you decide? You know. <laughs> Isn't it a nauseating oh line of questioning at, at it's the this stage? the only question I hear now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, with that said, Caitlin, where are you looking? Um, <laughs> I don't know where I want to go to school I yet, understand. but I want to stay in the New England area, and I want to study physical therapy. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. So, you want to stay in New England. Um, where will this, this, how is this experience with Girl Up, how do you think it's going to shape you moving forward? Because I don't sense that you're someone that's just going to, say that was good that was a resume builder i'm out of here yeah no this club has been has become a real part of me and i definitely want to continue a club like this in college even though i don't want to major in it i definitely want to keep it a part of my life and keep up with the current events and what's going on with this club because i think that girl up is making such a huge difference and i know that they're only going to uh, help girls' rights more and more in the future, and I definitely want to be a part of that and keep updated with that. Caitlin, I'm going to ask you another question, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm going to ask each of you these questions. You guys have time. <laughs> Caitlin, given our current environment, what's going on internationally, nationally, politically, everything else, are you optimistic, pessimistic, or neutral about the future of our country? Um. <laughs> and I, when I say the future, I don't mean the 100-year future, but the next several years. Yeah. Um, I think I'm pretty optimistic about it just because there are obviously things that aren't going so well in our country, but I think that there are also changes that are being made in people that are striving for change that can make a difference. And I like to look at things from a positive perspective and know that change is possible. And if we keep looking to people who can make good changes and can promote positivity and equality, then our country can move to a better place and a more accepting place. Mm, I, I happen to agree with that point of view. I'm glad you hold that. Samiha, what about you? Where are you headed? Um, I'm Do not, we know? <laughs> I don't know specifically the school, but I, I 
I'm looking into DC, Washington DC, mm. um, and then obviously Boston because sure. great place to go to school. Sure. Um, but I want to do um, a combined major with political science, something with STEM, so I can also get a job, you mm. know. Sure. Um, but I want to pursue reform through policy and uh, not work in specifically politics, but with the nonprofit or through the UN. And I want to see like I want to travel so that I can see my policy become implemented. Right. That leaves it to you, Ellie. Where are you headed? I have. No idea. Ah, good. <laughs> and, and I told you, these guys are not only great guys, but they're they're honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to do something with writing. Ever since I was little, my mom um, majored in English. Um, she went to Harvard for education. So I really do like, she's big writing household. I love poetry. I love writing. So I would love to be involved with some type of nonprofit business, maybe be like head of writing or something, like be involved with like keeping tabs on great movements like Girl Up and um, all these other important things happening and write about it because that's fun. I want to take a minute to remind everybody we're speaking with members of the Girl Up Club here at Franklin High School. My name is Jim Derrick. The name of this program is Chapters Radio. You can find me at my podcast www.chaptersradio.com. Samia, what do you think about uh, our current political landscape, the the state of the world, world affairs, and, and how does that inform you in terms of your optimism, your pessimism, your hope for the future? Ooh, um, so my household is very, very political. My dad is the one who got me into politics. Great. So shout out to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's his name? His name is Sam. Sam All right, Al. Sam. Good job. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he he's definitely more negative than I am. I try to stay positive. Um, I think, personally, when, when Gen Z becomes voters, when they become the uh, target for, for um, politicians for re-election votes or whatever, I think that we are going to change the landscape because I, from what I've seen on social media, what I've seen through community building, through um, through people uh, b- uh, creating these uh, internet communities where we're fighting against uh, like police brutality or, or, gun, or guns or um, gender inequality, that group of people is going to care about voting. They're going to care about changing the world, and I Absolutely. think I think they're going to do it. Um, if people aren't targeting uh, your group right now, they're missing something. Are you guys <laughs> um, Are you guys currently politically active at all? Very much so. Yeah. Tell, tell me how you're each active. Well, I'm in Young Democrats in um, in school, mm-hmm. so I'm part of that club. I am pre-registered to vote. Um, I, we've all met with um, our congressman. Uh, Joe, Joe Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. Joe Kennedy. I've I met Elizabeth Warren. I've met Ed Markey. Um, you met Jeff Roy? I met, of course, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a youth advisory council for a state senator in Boston. So, wow. Politics. Wow. <laughs> Caitlin, have you gotten the bug yet? <laughs> um, well, I've obviously in Girl Up, and I've never been into politics uh-huh. that much, yeah. but. At the summit in D.C. for Girl Up, we got to go to Capitol Hill and lobby for bills. Awesome. And that was really eye-opening for me, meeting with these senators and representatives and seeing how we can change these policies. And because I've never been into politics, I wasn't sure about it going into it, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. How about you, Ellie? Um, I'm nowhere near as accomplished as Samia in the political realm, but um, (laughs) I do listen to a lot of NPR and I did, um, last summer have the opportunity to go, um, lobby in front of one of Elizabeth Warren's staffers with Samia. Yeah. 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 And isn't that empowering experience? Because Mm -hmm. you realize you really do have a voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't get to do anything like that until 
couple of years ago, Jeff Roy asked me to testify about the marijuana bill on the, on the Hill, and and it was I was really excited to yeah. do it because you think, thinking, my gosh, these here is this panel up there listening to what I have to say, yeah. and bearing down and listening, right? Yeah. Is that your your experience? It is amazing. I think when we did that panel for um, the Gen Z panel, there was like this whole room of adults yeah. taking notes on what we were saying. I was like, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? And, and and it's not corny. It's not cliche. I mean, it's really, really empowering. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity and you want to get the best tour of the State House, in my opinion, you'll ever get, call Jeff Roy's office, yes. ask Jeff, have he, have he given you a tour? Yeah, he yeah. has. He right. has given is it unbelievable? He's just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is an amazing uh, guy. When it co- I'll tell you what, the uh, tour that he gives of the State House is second to none. I, I, because of Generation Z, I am hopeful for the future. I'm going to tell you what I think. I agree with you. I think that there needs to be a changeover in our voting. Um, I think that's coming like a freight train. And I think that anyone's ignoring your generation now is crazy. I mean, you, you literally have the keys in your hand to uh, make whatever change that you, you find necessary. But unless we have activists like yourselves, unless this flame is lit, and frankly, I'm so inspired by the three of you, on, on all of these issues, uh, unless the flame stays lit, it is in danger of going out. And yes. we have nothing okay. to do now. You guys have a real powerful example in front of you right now. Regardless of what side of the aisle you sit on, mm. we are seeing the potential of a major constitutional crisis on our hands. Uh, we are seeing the potential right. of of uh, uh, everything from EPA regulations <laughs> yeah. to human rights being overturned, uh, right. progress. <laughs> But in my opinion, and you guys have reflected that back to me, and I thank you, in my opinion, when we have challenges like this, one of two things can happen. People can shrink from it or they can stand up against it. You guys represent the latter, and I'm really, really excited by that. Thank you. So, by the way, I promise you, uh, I'm putting a call out. If you see any of these women out on the streets, don't ask them where they're (laughs) headed next year. (laughs) I want to thank Ellie Chenard. Samiha Rao and Caitlin Broyles very, very much for coming into the studio today. I thank you very much for your time. Keep up the great work. If you want to check out Girl Up Movement, uh, people can do so on the web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girlup.org. Girlup.org. Yep. And if they want to get involved, if there's any seniors or any parents of upcoming underclassmen that want to get involved, they can talk, contact you guys. You are the president. I am the president. Samia, so uh, they can ta- contact any of you guys, and uh, you'll be happy to welcome them at your meetings. That includes men as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Excellent. Absolutely. Yes. So for my guests, my name is Jim Derrickson. Thanks for listening to Chapters, and we'll see you next week.